Hello and welcome back to my daily journey. For a copy of the lesson we'll be using in today's study, go to kjvbiblestudy.com and in the basic Bible doctrine section. Be sure to grab your King James Bible, a pen or a pencil, and a friend or a family member close by to help answer those study questions at the end. What a great opportunity for you to fellowship with your loved ones and discuss this basic Bible study with others and teach you how to live as uh, as God would want us to live and share the gospel as they'd want us to share. The lesson that we're going to be covering today is Basic Bible Doctrine Lesson Number 5, The Word of God. The Word of God. One thing that separates Christianity from any religion in the Word is claim to an absolute written authority from God. Having the Word of God is essential to a Christian's growth and in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. The standards by which a Christian is governed is to govern his life in every detail are found in the pages of the Word of God the authorized version commonly known as the KJV Bible. Let me back that up again and talk about a couple points in here. Uh, having the Word of God is essential. It is essential to a Christian's growth. That means for us to live and to develop and to live the righteous life that God would have us to do uh, in His grace and knowledge in Jesus Christ, we have to study the Word of God. And also the standards by which a Christian is to govern his life in every detail and it's found right here in the word you see he gave us the directions the purpose of this lesson is to acquaint the new Christian with the basics of the Bible and how it relates to his everyday life so he can begin to understand how its principles are to guide every facet of his walk with Jesus Christ the Word of God is active in salvation. 1 Peter 1.23 says, A man is born again by the Word of God. The Word of God is the agent which brings about the new birth. Ephesians 2.8.9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith. And then Romans 10.17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You see, when we start to study the Word of God and start to understand the Word of God, we're able to share the Word of God. And we share the Word of the God so others can hear the Word of God, can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they might be saved. James 1.21 says, The Word of God is able to save your souls. The Bible summary of the gospel contains four parts in 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. Jesus died for our sins, was buried, rose from the dead according to the scriptures. Let's go ahead and turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. And we'll read verses 1-4. through Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which ye have also received, and wherewith wherein ye stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures, according to God's word. He tells us exactly what that gospel is. You must believe what the Bible says about your sin, your condition, and God's plan of salvation in order to be saved. And you find that right here in God's word. 
since you are saved by the word of God, it must be your absolute infallible guide to tell you how to live. Let's illustrate. Every major purpose or purchase, such as a clock car or appliance, etc., is accompanied by an owner's manual, which tells you how, how to operate it. If you don't go by the book, uh, it may not work. The Bible is God's owner's manual for your life. God would not save you and call you to service without clear, exact directions. But you must go by the book. You see, the book gives us that clear directions of how we are to operate, how we are to survive, how we are to live, how we are to overcome the trials and the tribulations that are in our life, the attacks of the devil that are all around us, how we deal with uh, other fellow Christians, how we deal with our neighbor. Uh, it is to teach us and it is our owner's manual for our life. Uh, turn with me, will, if you will, uh, Psalms 119. It's a, it's a lengthy chapter, uh, but we're going to go back to Psalms 119. 19 and we're going to read verse 105 after all this is bible study and i love flipping through the pages here just opening up god's word and seeing what it says um, that way you're not just listening to me yammer on 119 verse 5 says thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path it is giving us that lit way that guided way that direction of that we are to go it is god's his word is that lamp at our feet so that we can see what it is that we're supposed to do. And then turn over to Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lead not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. If you don't have that one uh, highlighted or underlined or uh, in red pen, mine's both. I have it under, uh, highlighted and underlined. It's an important verse. Because if I'm trusting in the Lord with all thine heart and I'm not leaning on my own understanding... I have a much better chance of being successful. In all thy ways, acknowledging him. This says, in all thy ways, in everything that we do, we are to acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Isn't that awesome to know that if we'll just trust in him, he will direct, he will, he will lead, he will support. If I'm not on my own understanding, trying to figure it out by myself, isn't that just awesome? So what is the purpose of the Word of God for a Christian? The Word of God equips you for service. That's right. You are a servant to God. We were bought with a price. We were bought for a price. And with that becomes responsibility to be of service as God would have us to be. But how do I know what that is unless I study the Word of God? Uh, the Word of God equips you for the service that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, verse number 3, 16 and 17. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Not partial, not some of it, not because uh, it was written by man, inspired by God. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that, man, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Ephesians 6. Let's go, uh, let's go back a couple books here. Go to Ephesians 6. And verse number 10 through 18. 6, 
10 through 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let me pause this one here. I want to, I want to again say, get your highlighters, get your red pens. This is a great area to start marking this up when you talk about putting on the whole armor of God. Verse number 11, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against the flesh and the blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Oh, that's a beautiful one. I love that one. You see, the Word of God, it is to sustain you. This is illustrated in the Bible as spiritual food. Let's turn back to Job chapter 23. Job chapter 23. And in verse number 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of this lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. It sustains you. You can also look in Jeremiah 5.16. It is a complete and balanced diet. And what I mean by diet, so let me talk about some of the food groups here, and I'll give you the scripture. So if you don't have your paperwork candy, but you got a pen, you want to write these verses down so that you can go back and look these up. So when I talk about it being a complete balance... It's milk. You'll find that in 1 Peter 2.2. It's honey. You'll find that in Psalms 119.103 and Proverbs 16.24. Apples. You'll find that in Proverbs 7.2 and 25.11. Bread. You'll find that in Luke 4.4. Water. Isaiah 55.10.11 and Ephesians 5.26. It's meat. You'll find that in Hebrews 5, 12 through 14. And vegetables, you'll find that in Psalms 28, 24. The Word of God keeps you clean to please God. Turn your Bibles back to Psalms, back to 119 again. Again, it's a, it's a lengthy one. It's got a lot of good scripture in it. Uh, 119 and verse number 11 says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. See, we want to we want to sink that word of God deep inside um, so that our heart bleeds the word, but that our minds think the word. So when we're when we're under attack from the devil, we're under attack from the fiery darts, and we're under attack from the lions waiting to pounce on us, and we're attacked from people's criticism. We want to know that uh, we have the Word of God deep in us so that the Word of God can keep us clean. Turn back to uh, John chapter 15. John 15 and verse number 3. 
says, now you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. This is Jesus speaking here, and he's talking about, uh, I think this is coming after being the comforter and what the comforter does for you. But he's he's talking, he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it. And how can we bring forth fruit if we don't know what that fruit is to be? How are we supposed to know what to produce if we haven't read the instructions? So is the Bible completely reliable? It's a question a lot of people have because they believe that uh, because man penned it, man wrote it, uh, that it's uh, it's got errors in it. But it's, we're going to try and prove that here. It is more reliable than the uh, audio voice. Is It's another question. This is a very critical point. It must be understood that all experiences are to be judged by an infallible standard, which is greater than any experience. Peter said that the word of God was more sure than the physical appearance and audible voice of God. See Second Peter. I know that sounds uh, uh, sounds like you would want to believe it the other way if God's telling you to do something. But let's go ahead and see what the Bible says in that. In Second Peter 1, verse number 16. For we have not followed cunning devised fables when we have made known unto you the power of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty, for he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice from him in, exceed, in excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount, we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in the dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts knowing this first that no prophecy of of scripture is of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time but uh, but by the will of man but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost helped ensure that, you know, and that's where people get confused when they say it was written by man. No, this was this was written by the Holy Ghost. The God, God spake and they were moved by the Holy Ghost. You see, God directed them to write. And it's just very critical that we understand that. Uh, we can, uh, the, the universe was created by the spoken word of God. Turn with Hebrews, turn back to Hebrews. Uh, chapter number 11 and verse number 3 through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear you see God created everything and he said it you know and he created it and we are to understand that through faith we understand the worlds were framed through the word of God and then Psalms Let's go back to Psalm 33. I think it's important to hit on a couple of these so that I don't confuse you. But scripture, as you've heard me say many times, scripture backs up scripture. Uh, Psalms 33 and verse 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and the host of them by the breath of his mouth. And then, of course, Genesis. How can we go anywhere without from the begin- about being in the beginning? And Genesis 1, verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. How do I learn the Bible? This is a tough one. Um, 
Well, we need to study it, right? So it's not so tough, but it is a tough one because if you're if you're a new believer and you want to uh, just read cover to cover, you may find it confusing. Uh, you may find it difficult, especially when we get into who begat who begat who begat who, and they talk about the lineages and the, and who was born where. You know, it gets a little confusing. So we'll give you some help tips in here on where you want to start. But the Holy Spirit of God will lead and guide you into all truth. That's how I learned the Bible. The more I read the Bible and the more I study the Bible, and I do uh, I do now go from cover to cover. Um, if you haven't been to our Facebook page, My Daily Journey, uh, you'll see a daily devotions where I go through every day and I have posted daily uh, daily journey and I start from the beginning of the Bible and travel all the way through and then I start over and travel all the way through and I occasionally bounce to different scriptures and different points as they come as God lays them on my heart um, I will bounce to different places but for me I had to start in certain books and it's uh, we'll get in there and tell you kind of where you should start at but how to understand some different things the Holy Spirit God will lead you in all truth God may use other instruments to aid you in teaching such as books books and tapes and of course your preachers and pastors but ultimately the truth is revealed by the Holy Spirit and if you remember here um, we talked about the Holy Spirit comes and dwells inside you as as a newborn believer as a Christian you have the Holy Spirit and he will help guide you in that truth let's turn our Bibles to John chapter 14 John 14 and verse number 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So after we get into studying the Bible, uh, pretty soon these verses will start to come to you and you'll start to remember little parts about them and you'll start to look, understand how to look them up a little bit quicker. Uh, John 16 and verse number 13 Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, he's talking about Jesus, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you a little while and he shall not see me and again a little while while you see me because I go to the Father. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. That was verse number 15 again. The Bible is learned by comparing Scripture with Scripture. Scripture backs up Scripture, backs up Scripture. And I keep one of saying that so you understand not just to take a, uh, a single verse necessarily at face value. That sometimes we have to study what that Scripture is and compare it with other Scripture. And then rely that on God's Word, uh, God's Spirit to teach you and not of your own natural intellect. Open thy uh, open thou eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Psalms 119, 18 again. Let's go back to Psalms 119. We may be in here a couple of times today. And then in verse number 18. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. A brief uh, history of the Bible. Uh, there are a total of 66 books. 
39 of them are Old Testament. Now, write these down. Now, this is a test question, right? And there are 27 in the New Testament, written through, uh, written through more than 40 men. So they had 40 men that was uh, that was written and that was inspired by God and by the Holy Spirit uh, to write the Bible. And it fits together perfectly as if it was written by one man, as if he had written down a book himself. But this was 40 different people, or more than 40 people, who wrote this uh, wrote this book. And because the author of all 66 books is the Holy Spirit, that's why it all fits so perfectly together. Turn back to 2 Peter. And we'll just look that up to make sure I'm not pulling your leg there. Second Peter, verse number one, uh, chapter uh, verse one twenty one. Second Peter one twenty one. For the prophecy came not in old time, but of the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. It was also written over time span of about two thousand years. Total accurate, totally accurate in matters of history and prophecy, science, and every issue of life. Uh, it's not for one's contradiction. Read this infamous anonymous quote concerning the Bible. This is a quote that somebody wrote. The Bible contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy. Its precepts are binding. Its histories are all true. And its decisions are all immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. Let me say that one again. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is a traveler's map, a pilgrim's staff, a pilot's comfort, and a soldier's sword, and a Christian's charter. Here paradise is restored, heaven and op- heaven open and the gates of hell disclosed. Christ is its grand subject, our good its design our, our good is designed and the glory of God it's in. It should fill the memory, rule the heart and mind and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, prayerfully, yes, prayerfully. It is a mine of wealth, a paradise of glory, a river of pleasure. It is given to you and life will be open at judgment and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with his holy contents. So some basic questions that we like to ask. Where should I start reading? As a young Christian, focus on the primary place which deal with your new relationship with your heavy, your heavenly Father. The Gospel of John, the epistles of 1 John, and Psalms 119 are all excellent places for you to start, to, for you to begin. The Gospel of John is written that you might believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's turn to John real quick. Uh, John, I know I say real quick a lot. It might take us a little while some days, but that's all right. Uh, John chapter 20 and verse number 31. But these things are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. The epistles of 1 John is written that you might have a complete assurance of salvation. So turn back to 1 John. You'll go Hebrews, James, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 1 John. Chapter number 5 and verse 13. These things have I written unto you that ye believe on the name of the Son of 
the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Ah, see, I love this part that I just said here. To know. How do I know that I am saved? Um, because I believed on the name of the Son of God. Amen. If you don't know, let's talk about that. Get with me. Leave me a message. Send me a text and we can, we can talk about that. And we can hopefully get you where you need to be as God draws nigh. Psalm 119 is the greatest chapter in the Bible of a man's love for the Word of God. Uh, what if I find something that I don't understand? That's probably going to happen. There's probably there's there's many things that I don't understand. I don't pretend to know everything about the Bible and God's Word. Uh, it's one reason why I read it every single day. I am not kidding. I do not miss a day without cracking open the Bible. And I haven't missed a day in many years. And I still don't know it all. But I'm trying to study and I'm trying to understand. And when I don't, I ask the Holy Spirit to make it clear as I continue to study. Don't get upset about it. God will reveal to you in your time and when you're ready. See, there's some times that it may be over our head or God is not ready to reveal all those things to us because it may be too overwhelming for us. There is there is a timing for it. There is a place for it. There is an inspiration when God wants to give it to you. But let's go to to, uh, John chapter 16. John chapter 16, and we will read verse number 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. You see, he doesn't want to overwhelm us with all the stuff. I mean, if we had all the God's knowledge, we, our head would explode. We couldn't handle all the things that he has for us at once. So he gives us some points. He gives us some uh, lessons, and he teaches along the way as our spiritual growth goes from uh, being that newborn uh, infant to a child, to a young adult, to a, an adult, to a seed seasoned adult. You know, there's levels and there's stages in our walk with Christ and he's teaching it. Be sure that you live what you what you do understand. So the things that you do understand in the word of God, we want to make sure that we're studying that and that we're applying those things to our life. God will not give you more than you are capable, being capable of handling. As you put it into practice, these things you are learning, God will entrust you with more. It's why we talked about baptism after you're a new believer. See, when we become obedient, he starts to give us more. And when we start to learn more and do more, he starts to lay more on us. Uh, faithfully attend a Bible-believing church where God's Word is preached and taught. Listen, if you're going to church because of the music, if you're going to church because uh, the live bands or they've got a good babysitter, uh, you might want to check because if they're not opening the Bible, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good speakers out there, but if they're not opening the Word of God and telling you what God's Word said, then you are probably not going to church. Hey, I want to thank you for joining with me and traveling with me on my daily journey. Be sure to grab your friend and go ahead and answer those questions at the end now. Um, study through those points that we made. Study through those scriptures that we talked about. Look those up. Answer those questions. And have a blessed and awesome day.